hail our fair Riverdale. Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And this is a Riverdale Register. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> welcome back. This is a long hiatus. A long hiatus. I was in New York, it was really cold. John was in New Jersey. It was really cold. It was really cold. We went back east and then, like, were reminded why we don't do that, live that there. Much. Yeah, it's great. Um, but it was fun. I had a nice holiday. Did you have a nice holiday? I did. Did you have a nicer holiday than the kids on Riverdale? Maybe. Yeah, I think we did. They, I mean, they just went through some stuff. They did go through some stuff. That was Stella shaking her collar in response <laughs> to to the holiday question. I'm going to take it off so she doesn't make that much noise. Oh, there we go. Good job, Stella. Okay. Okay, what was the title of this episode? This episode was called The Blackboard Jungle, and it is based on a 1955 film starring Sidney Poitier, and it seems honestly racist as fuck. Um, So it apparently is in... I haven't seen it, so I'm sure we're going to get tweets being like, you are a monster and you have never seen this film, but... Just seems like it's basically a white savior movie about a guy who comes to a white man who comes to this uh, inner city school and contends with ethnic minorities and it's dramatic and I don't love it based on the Wikipedia summary, but as someone who actually has not seen this film, I won't make too much of a judgment, but just seems like... A little problematic right now from the Wikipedia page. Wait, it's about a white guy who goes to a black school and is just better than them at sports? <laughs> no, not better than them at sports. That he's a teacher and he's oh. trying to teach the inner city youths about education, but they just have switchblade knives and it's a whole thing. But again, haven't actually seen the movie, just read the Wikipedia synopsis. Well, I see why they picked it for the title for this episode because it kind of. The Switchblade kids all join the school. Yes, even though one. they're just trying to be good, normal students. They're honestly they're very well developed. Well, well uh, yeah, well they're all they're they're thinking very clearly this exactly. entire episode. Exactly, they just want working toilets and textbooks. <laughs> Don't we all? I think we all do. Yeah. Yeah. This episode was written by two people, Britta London and Brian E. Patterson. What's See. up, guys? <laughs> Britta London uh, has, wow, this is definitely her first major uh, writing job. She's only got a bunch of shorts before this and one TV movie called Returning to Ananda. I she's probably actually have written seen it. a bunch of episodes uh, or a bunch to come. She's written uh, Chapter 10, The Lost Weekend from season one. Cool. Which one was that? Wasn't, oh my god. You know what's funny? There's like a Gossip Girl episode, I think, called The Lost Weekend. And so now I'm like, oh, it was the one where they all played basketball and did the poker game. And then I'm like, no, it was a different show. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Useless. Useless. Uh, Oh, it's the one with Jughead's birthday party. The party. Oh, that was a great episode. Excellent, (laughs) excellent episode. She'll also be handling chapters 24 and 30 after this, uh, later in this season. And then Bryony Patterson who definitely has a longer career, uh, has written... Oh, wait. Nope, this is his first writing credit, too. There we go. Uh, he was a producer for stuff like My Haunted House and My Crazy Ex. 
Oh, I thought it was my crazy ex-girlfriend. No, he didn't do crazy ex-girlfriend. So he made the jump from reality TV to scripted. That's hard. Yeah. Good job. He also seems to be writing with Britta for the most part. He's got the save writing credits. Cool. So writing partners probably. Yeah. And then the director was Tim Hunter, who seems to be... Seems to have been working for a while. He did uh, some of Twin Peaks, uh, some of The Colony, and some Pretty Little Liars. <gasps> oh my god, this is such a perfect show for him because Riverdale is basically Twin Peaks plus Pretty Little Liars. Though Pretty Little Liars is basically like Twin Peaks, so. Twin Peaks? That was, yes. I, I don't think I invented that, but I act like I did, so. It was really, it was a good bit. Thank you, Twin yeah. Peaks. Teen Peaks also works. But I think tween makes more sense because you get the W in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure where to start with this episode. Well, let's break it down by category. <laughs> um, should we start with Jughead's unbelievably stupid journey? Yeah. Let's... <laughs> it sounds like a Bill and Ted joke. I know. Uh, please. So, Jughead and all the serpents are quite suddenly moved back to Riverdale High School. So it turns out that that was what the Lodges had intended. Um, they wanted to buy up the land underneath the high school. Right. Oh, you know You know why? For the... Her, her higher land. land. There are two pieces of land closer now. Exactly. Oh, it's going to be so good. This is where the Ferris wheel is going to be. Wait, three. He also owns, the, owns Pops. And he owns Pops. So yeah, so he's going to buy up uh, the entire Sodale to make Hiram Land. Which, I feel like if you just read between the lines, it's fact. It's, it's, it's pretty obvious. It is, exactly. It's either that or it's like Runaways and they're trying to dig super deep underground for something. Yeah, I still don't understand what's happening in Runaways. I like it, but I still don't know what's going on. Have you finished it yet? I have. The last episode is like the whole premise, and I don't know why they waited so long. Well, okay, I everybody was like really upset about them not running away early enough, but I disagree. I think it's fine that they didn't run away early enough. They're going to name themselves Runaways after the Runaways. Yeah, that was the dumbest thing I ever heard. I was like, John's going to be so mad. When I heard that line, I was like, John is going to be so pissed. (laughs) Anyway, so Hiram Land is officially a go. Hiram Land is happening. No one knows about it except for Veronica and the Lodges and Mayor McCoy. Uh, Yeah. Why is Veronica super chill about this? I'm not really sure what Veronica's deal is right now. I thought that she was going to play like a double agent thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and I'm not sure if she's, like, full in, in which case, if she is, is she using Archie now or something like I that? I hope so. But it's very unclear what her standing is. She seemed like she was not fully on her parents' side last episode. Yeah, not sure what's going on. But Jughead is very pissed about Jughead. the whole thing. Uh, is all mad to be going to Riverdale High School. Now, okay. I just want to be clear, because our timeline for the show suggests that season one ends, like, late October, early November. Right. Which would make the show now very early January. Yeah, because right after they got back from Christmas. <clears throat> so he's been going to the uh, South Side for two months tops. And, and wasn't even a serpent for that entire time. And now he's mad. He's a very loyal serpent. He's like, I'll never fit in at Riverdale High School, where I have already an established group of friends. And my girlfriend, basically, because I don't remember if they're together or not. I think they're broken up now. Are we sure? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he said until it sticks last time. Yikes. Yikes. 
Um, yeah, so Jughead is being a big baby. I feel like Jughead just, like, likes the power. Well, it's not just Jughead. Reggie is, for some reason, very upset about this. Or, or no, what? They all come into the school, and then, like, Cheryl and Reggie and these group of kids come in to challenge them like it's the 1950s. Like the Blackboard the Greasers juggle. versus the prep kids. Yeah, why Cheryl is pissed about this kind of makes more sense. Like, okay, technically the serpents were somewhat involved in Jason's death. I Three guess. serpents. Three serpents. I could see her being like, the serpents killed my brother. But that like, doesn't seem to true. be her perspective no, here. It's just... It's not. I don't like low-class people in my school. By the way, my mom is a courtesan. So, not my mom, Cheryl's mom. My mom is not. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. We thought Cheryl's mom was just like, oh, she met this nice tree farmer guy last episode. And she's just like, walk around and be like, no, I sleep with people in the community now. (laughs) And I like it. And you can't stop me. So do you think that guy... It's a small town. Everyone's going to know. Everyone's going to know. She's going to give a fuck. Uh, Which is feminism. But... (laughs) But outside of it being feminism, do you think that uh, the man that Cheryl's mom was sleeping with is the real Black Hood? No. Um, my new Black Hood theory is that it's the FBI agent guy. Unless the FBI agent guy doesn't exist, he also might be Archie's secret dad. I have multiple theories about him because <laughs> oh it's God. so dumb. Okay, Caitlin. It needs to be greater reason. Okay, Caitlin, whatever. <laughs> Chill out. Um... Also, how Cooper's still the black hood. Okay, whatever. We'll, we'll, pin, we'll put a pin in it. Because mm-hmm. Svensson is not. But anyway, so Jughead's plotline. <laughs> Jug- oh, right. Jughead's plotline. He's just really... It's about oh. jackets. Reggie <laughs> definitely just spray paints a serpent S onto the ground somewhere in the school. Pretty well done, serpent And then S. Weatherby is just like, well, that's enough for me. No more serpent anything in the school. Who Weatherby is kind of a terrible principle this whole episode. Yeah, he's very reactionary. <laughs> so, Jughead gets mad that, they, that they're making them take off their jackets, and, and oh, and Sweet Pea has to wear a turtleneck. That's hilarious. Sweet Pea's my favorite, I think. Oh, we also found out Cucumber Melon's real name is Fang. It's Cucumber Melon. We keep calling it. <laughs> it's much better. It's a much better name. Fangs. Call me Fangs. I will not. <laughs> I will never. But Jughead just keeps, the line he keeps coming back to the whole episode is serpents don't shed their skin. That's exactly what they do. It's kind of one of their main things. Exactly. Snakes always shed their skin. Snakes are almost in a constant state of preparing to shed their skin again. And wear polos that, uh, what's his name, Weatherby? Oh, no, but that's a Veronica thing where Veronica, like, goes to her parents to suggest they... They, they, they fund clothing for the uh, for this outside kids as if that'll help them, but they're already not showing their... Like, they've already had clothes. One of them is like, you might be so poor you don't have clothes, so here's some Riverdale school uniforms. Tony has so many layers. Like, have you seen Tony? Like, she has clothes. <clears throat> and they're all thrilled to just be there. Yeah, so they're like... At first, they're totally chill with, oh, yeah, I'll leave the jacket at home. Have you seen the bathrooms in here? They have doors on the stalls. <laughs> it's great. There are computers that we can use that connect to the internet. There's no metal detector here. Seriously. They're all having the best time. And Jughead's the one who makes it a thing, and then they, they get the uniforms changed, and I guess people get kind of angry at that one. I feel like everybody is just, like, literally, like, the dad, 
Skeet Ulrich does not care about the Southside Serpents. He's literally wearing like a Pops like that waiter no, outfit. There's no outfit funnier than him coming mm-hmm. in in his Pops uniform with the serpent jacket on top. Exactly, but he has to shed his skin sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To work at Pops, for example. Jughead, you dummy. He's such a dummy. If FP can do it, JP can do it. What's his name? What's for Jughead's middle name? Does he have... His name's not really... Forsyth Pendleton-Jones. So he's FP2? He's FP Jr. That's so funny. Weird. Anyway. <laughs> oh, and then he starts a, uh, like a, like a D&D group that's secretly the Serpents. Really obviously secretly the Serpents. And also, who cares? Like, why would you start a club when you could just, like, go you out? just go school? to the White Worm after school like you already do. Also, Jughead, like, it's really pathetic. <laughs> like, everything you're doing, you're a sophomore in high school. You just need interest. What happened to him like, writing? He's living the dream for most kids at the transfer schools is to go back to their original school with all the new friends they made of the exactly. other one and just combine the two friend groups. Also, just play D&D, guys. That might actually help you with a lot of your issues right now. Turn your sure, gaming God. group into a real gaming group and just, like, go on adventures. And then you won't have to fight people on the outside in the parking lot. Now, doesn't that seem easier? Also, there's no one to fight. They're now at a school without the ghoulies, who are yeah, not Yeah, right, because Southside School, not everyone went to the same place, but all of the serpents specifically went to Riverdale High. Well, I don't know if it's all of the serpents, but, but it's they, a lot of the serpents. All the ones who we know. Yes. And a few background characters who were acting their faces off. They, they try so hard. Yeah, I was impressed. Some of the extras are pretty good. When they walk, when Jughead walks through in his jacket, one guy does like a double take. He's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, being an extra would be so fun in that. So, I don't really, yeah, I don't really have any other thoughts on this Jughead plot. Other than that, it's very dumb. It's a huge waste of his energy. <laughs> And I don't understand why he cares so much. I don't either. I don't get I, it. No I, I never, I still haven't bought into him being so on board for the serpents now. Well, the idea because, that... Because, and here's why. Because it made sense when he when Archie was like, and we're all breaking up with you in that one episode. And right. they all punched him in the stomach. And he was like, this is fine. But then the next episode, Archie was like, hey, we're friends again. Want to go for a race? And <laughs> it really undercut... That entire... Like, if he was actually cut off from Archie and all of them for a while, then yeah, this would make sense. But he wasn't. Right. And also, it might have made sense if it... If Archie and him never became friends after, like, the whole summer Grundy thing. Mm-hmm. And if he never started dating Betty. But, like, it seems a lot easier just to go back to doing all those things. Right. But I'm saying, like, if, if Betty and all that had broken up with him and that had stuck, that right. also would have cut him loose. But because the Black Hood made her do it, I don't... I got issues. I know. I know. So, so let's she, talk about Archie's plot. Yes. Um, Archie <laughs> is having a mental breakdown and envisioning <laughs> an FBI agent. This FBI agent, Agent Adams, seems fake. Steps out and he's like, Excuse me, young strapping white boy, would you like to help me fight crime here in Riverdale? And Archie's like, Yeah. Oh my God. Archie. He's clearly not really an FBI agent. FBI agents can't, like, just enlist minors like no. this. Also, he has no leverage to do so. No, he's not forcing Archie to do anything. He's just like, hey, you want to help me with this thing? And Archie is A, saying yes, and B, saying, or B, refusing to tell anyone else about it. 
Right. And then he keeps having this guy meet him in his garage. <laughs> it's soundproof. That's what that's what Luke Perry did. They, they made sure they remind us of the garage is soundproof. But, yes, F- FBI agent Adams might not exist because only Archie ever interacts with him. It's like the only time Archie's ever alone. Interesting. So he might not... It's true. He might not exist. Might not exist. Though I also wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't really an FBI agent and he was... He also might not be an FBI agent. He is from Riverdale, which makes him a new suspect for for real black hood. Yeah. And and I'm just throwing this out there. The actor looks way too much like KJ Appa. (laughs) And I think they might do a secret Secret father story. Or like a doubt your father story, like in Veronica Mars. That was a good one, yeah. You know in the original Veronica Mars, like the the concept... um, her and Duncan were supposed to be brother and sister. Yeah. I know. Don't bomb it. <clears throat> yeah. They were supposed to actually... That whole thing was supposed to be legit. I'm happy it wasn't, but... But it was... Yeah. But... Agent Adams is after Hiram now. So, like... Right? Archie's gonna spy on his girlfriend's parents. Also, like, what help could Archie possibly be in this situation? That's why it seems shady that he's coming after Archie to do this. It's like, how much... I guess because Archie has access to the house to, like, make Archie wear a wire one day. I guess. But it's not like Hiram Lodge is going to be like, Archie, let me tell you about my shady plans. <laughs> I do want Hiram to take center stage, though, as, like, as the, the bad primary guy. villain. I, yeah, I Although mean, they won't let him get too villainous because that means they have to actually stop him by the end of the season. It seems like he is, to me, from the outside looking in... He seems like a bad person, but not necessarily someone who's, like... Like, he seems just, like, ethically questionable. Like, buying up all of the South Side is ethically questionable. Yeah. But not necessarily, like, Black Hood villain status, you know? So, I don't really know. Like, I don't don't necessarily need him to be the primary villain, I guess, because I'm like, well, what... Like, what is he doing? What are you doing? I mean, he's making the amusement park. Making the amusement park. Yeah. And honestly, I think everyone's going to enjoy it. Like, <laughs> like once it's it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be just a, just the dream of the Pacific Northwest. Exactly. It's a Disneyland of the Pacific Northwest. It's going to be great. What's, oh, actually, I Archie does have a reason for doing it because he wants immunity for Veronica and his dad. Fine. 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 But, like, Archie has a whole other plot this week with Cheryl. Yes. Um, So he basically goes to... The FBI agent asks him about Nick St. Clair and the accident that Nick St. Clair had. Right, because he's no longer investing with the Lodges, and he had a mysterious skiing accident. Okay, so here's my question. I thought that in in the finale, or not even in the finale of the, like, three episodes ago, the... The whole family was in a car accident. I thought so, too. I thought it was a car accident. I thought it was a car accident. I didn't think it was just Nick. And I could see him lying about the skiing thing, but why would they Why would they lie about the whole family being in the accident? I don't know. Maybe I just have to watch that episode again. Maybe they said something else. Right. And I just, like, misinterpreted it as a car accident. It's true. Maybe we weren't fully paying attention. Yeah, but... Either way, Nick's legs are broken. I know they did say accident. Maybe they, maybe we put the word car in Exactly. There. Yeah. Archie goes to Cheryl and for, like, information on Nick, and she's like, why would I know 
He drugged me. Uh, I know. I really... We burned the check. He, actually, I could use that check, Archie. Could you get me another check from uh, from Nick St. Clair? And he's like, absolutely. <laughs> well, she also, like, he also tried to make some moves on Veronica. He's like, cool. Next thing we know, Archie's, like, in Nick's room, holding that hand. Yeah, apparently. Because there's a throwaway line, throwaway line later. Veronica's just like, oh, did you enjoy your trip to New York? He Where just, is this school? He just went to New York. Is there a is there a boarding school in New York or is it I saw a thing that I thought said Greenwich, Connecticut on it. Like on the, like his wall. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh maybe it's in Connecticut and maybe she's just like Greenwich is pretty close to New York. I don't know. I was confused. Maybe the train station Archie went to is in New Did he just fly to New York though to you know, mess with this kid's leg and then punch him in the face a lot? Are we sure? Nick can't get out of bed. Someone's going to walk in later and just find him, like, super bloody in there. Well, we think that the show is Which, set... that's going to come back to Archie. We know that the show is filmed in Vancouver, but technically, the Riverdale could be anywhere. Maybe Riverdale... Maybe it's like a quantum state, and it is everywhere. It's in every state so. simultaneously. I was going to say, I think that maybe more likely it's in, like, upstate New York, or, like, upstate... Pennsylvania? I guess that makes sense. Wait, no, because, like, where was the mom living again? The mom was living. What do you, oh, you where mean was Jughead's Molly Ringwald mom? Oh, living. Chicago. That's and, far. And, but they, they seem to imply it was close because Archie's dad, like, just drove to Chicago to, like, meet up with her one day. Well, I don't think you can't drive to Chicago. I know, but... I mean... Which it, of these trips has to be the longer one? I don't think he... It was, like, a casual drive to Chicago. I don't think he was, like, I'm going to go drive the 25-minute ride to Chicago. Because <laughs> she definitely needs to, like... It takes time for her to get places. Mm-hmm. So, Chicago's, like, a two-hour flight or something like that. That might not be two. Three hours from, from New York. I did it one time. I never went to Chicago. Still never been to Chicago. I've been to Northwestern, but not, like, really Chicago. I would like to go. But not when it's cold. I hate cold. <laughs> That's rough for you. It was. But yeah, so basically have no idea where Riverdale is. I'm going to say Vermont because of the maple syrup. In which case, it would make sense because he could take like six hours and drive to New York. It's just a lot of effort. It is a lot of effort. I mean, he got the check for Cheryl, but like... Could have called. Yeah. Money transfers. Why do we keep coming back to the Nick St. Clair well? Here's the thing. I like... I want to be... I want to say that I'm happy that they keep bringing up how much of a scumbag Nick is, but I also feel like there's something that I don't, like, particularly, like, love about consistently being reminded that he, like, drugged Cheryl without really getting to know, like, what um, Cheryl feels about it. Like, she just kind of always looks away and looks sad. Cheryl's such a weird character because she's just all over the place all the time. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Cheryl this season. Um, know what they're doing with her mom. Should we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So we kind of uh, gloss over it, but in the mid-season finale, we saw Cheryl's mom with the Christmas tree guy. <laughs> Christmas tree guy. Who, One who had, like, a weird amount of lines earlier. Who I'm pretty convinced is, if not the Black Hood, is... is the body, the, like, the body double they used for him? Exactly, because he looks a lot like the guy. Like, he has, like, kind of the same eye 
eyes and stuff. And also those contacts, those eyes, the blue eyes or green mm-hmm. eyes, those are fake. And Archie needs to get the fuck over it. They're not really... They're not, his eyes are not really green. That's not why Archie thinks he's still alive. I know, but I'm just saying, you know that that could be the reason. Archie yeah. could be like, they're not green eyes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Archie doesn't talk like that. They're I, not green eyes. I imagine, I'm Archie. I imagine him as like a dumb jock, but it's not. Well, he is it, kind of a dumb jock. He is kind of a dumb jock. But I love him. I know. I love Archie, too. I'm so mean. I, I feel bad. KJ Appa seems like a delight, too. <laughs> but, but yeah, so Cheryl's mom is was not just Jeez. sleeping with the Christmas guy for fun. No. She was doing she it for money. very explicitly is like, I'm turning tricks now, and it's paid for your Christmas. <laughs> well, right, that's why Cheryl's asking for the money, so that her mom doesn't have to do that anymore. She, like, gives her mom the money, and her mom's like, what if I like it? <laughs> I feel so terrible about this. So I feel like in season one, the Blossoms were very, very conscious of how they were perceived. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just that the mother, like, snapped because of, like, her husband murdering her son. Once you've been set on fire. Right, exactly. Maybe it's not even the mom. Maybe it's her evil twin. Who knows? A lot of shit can happen. Yeah, I don't really understand why the mom is doing this. I hope she knows that while sex work is a very fine profession if that's your choice i just feel like you know maybe don't people don't perceive it very well and it's not safe uh because you might get diseases and shit and i don't think that the christmas tree guy is paying you very much i yeah i don't know what she's charging but like (laughs) 20 dollars. she does it in her own house she doesn't even come to you you have to come to her it's it's a bargain it's the whole thing (laughs) yeah yeah Mm. But that's not the only prostitute of this episode. Oh, yeah. So we should talk about... Sex worker. I'm sorry. Talking about uh, Chick... Chick Blossom? Chick... Chick Cooper. Chick Cooper? Or not even Chick Cooper. Chick Chick Smith. Chick... Charles Smith? Charles Smith. (laughs) So... Uh... Betty... Uh, no, okay. Oh. We have to go back even earlier. Polly. Penny's, Penny's sneaking through the house, or, or there's, she senses someone in the house, and we all joke, oh no, it's going to be Polly, isn't it? And, and it then is. It was Polly. Oh my who god, is, Polly, what are you doing here? Had the babies no, no, off no. screen. <laughs> this, is what, this is what Betty says. Um, I, I'll try to do my voice, but if not, um, oh my god, Polly, where are the twins? <laughs> I've had them, Betty. (laughs) They're not not in your body anymore. What happened to them? Polly. Polly does not look pregnant anymore. It's just such a weird way to phrase that. Like, um, okay. Where are the twins? She not only doesn't look like she's pregnant anymore, she looks like she's never been pregnant. Right. Which is a perk of being 16 and pregnant. Yeah. But. She, She gave birth off screen and is living on this farm commune where she's been for a while, and she named the kids super weird names, too. Oh, my God. Betty's reaction to the terrible names were amazing. It was Dagwood is the second one? Yeah. Juniper. Juniper and Dagwood. Juniper's not terrible, right? <laughs> right? Well, it's very Riverdale. It is. It's Juniper works. Eh, no, they're both bad. They're not great names. I'm sorry for any one of our listeners who are named Dagwood and are offended. <laughs> um, not great names. I'm sure you go by DW. I know we have a we're we're very popular in the Juniper demographic. I know, I know. Juniper and Dagwood and Betty's face is like, why do you hate your children? 
She's come to pick up some stuff so she can never come home again. Yeah, fuck you, Polly. Which I'm, A, I'm shocked that they missed the opportunity to do, like, a childbirth episode. Like, there's yeah, drama like a, in that. And I know, but also it's, like... Could have been a whole um, thing. It's, like, a whole thing, <laughs> I, you know? I know, and I wanted less Polly, so I asked for this. Yeah, is it Polly or Polly? Does anyone really it's Polly. Know? It's Polly. Polly. <laughs> uh, even Hal called her Polly uh, in this episode. <laughs> Hal doesn't know. <laughs> Um, but probably not even his kid. Uh, so, wait, really quick. Um, what did I say, Polly? Oh, I was going to say, we can all see her in March on Once Upon a Time. Great. Which is a great... I'm telling you guys, Once Upon a Time has had a really good revival. It's back to its old original self, and there is no Child Henry. No it's offense. Adult, it's adult Henry no now. offense to Child Henry. I'm just, you know... It's always you have that weird time when the kid is not a kid anymore, but he's not really a teenager, and it just feels weird. You're like, I don't know what to do with you, and now the show doesn't have that. Anyway, that's my commercial for Once Upon a Time, season seven. Cool. Betty decides to use this energy not in the means of, I have to free my sister from this cult. Right, which I thought that's where she was going to go. The obvious direction is, we should look into this cult, guys. Right. Instead, she's like... (laughs) Well, better find my other sibling. <laughs> Which is the easiest thing. Yeah, yeah. So the, they just ask him for it's like, oh, two towns over. And they go over there. He's like, oh, I know who you are. <laughs> yeah, there is um, very little drama in finding. The only Cooper. drama is how be like, I don't want to. And Alice yeah. being like, I don't want to either. Cut to five minutes later <laughs> that night. She's like, I want to. <laughs> So, why didn't Alice do this earlier? Um, was she just so happy with, like, Polly? I think she thought she was having a grandchild, grandchildren who were going to be in her life. I guess, but why didn't she do it, like, five years ago? Shut up. There okay. weren't TV cameras around <laughs> There then? weren't TV cameras around. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Yeah. So... Some boxes should stay locked, <laughs> and the Chick Cooper box is the box <laughs> that needs to stay yeah. locked. So they just go three towns over to a seedy motel that looks a lot like the seedy motel where they found the dead body in the at the end of the first season. Yeah. And the guys just like, oh yeah, Charles Withy's in this room. It's so easy. It's so and easy. What, they knock on the door. Is Does he open for it, or is it like a come-in situation? So, really quick, when you watched the trailer for this, did you not think that he was in a dorm room living a very different life? Because I certainly did. I don't even remember him from the trailer for this episode. I saw him in the trailer, and it looked like he was sitting at a desk, and then Alice was there, and he got up and smiled. And I could have sworn they were going to do this plot line. Oh, look, I'm really happy that you guys came, but I already have a family who I love. So, thanks. And then Alice was going to go cry in the car because she had her leave. That would have been a nice, wholesome, like, classic Archie plot. Instead, they walk in and he's like, (laughs) this is where I do my work. (laughs) It's not quite legal. Oh, my God. Oh, I just wanted to And he's got, like, this one camera on a tripod and things things are, like, covered in sheets. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, first of all, he looks... He looks like he's never blinked. (laughs) (laughs) He's so scary. But he's done all of the drugs, too. (laughs) 
And that's why he doesn't blink anymore. Oh, I feel so bad. It's like, what's happening? What's happening? It's like Betty and Alice look so healthy compared to Chick Cooper. He doesn't have the love. He didn't have the love. This is what happens. And God, the Coopers are so dysfunctional that it's amazing that just... God, his life must have been so much more dysfunctional. He's sending out every signal of, do not invite me into your home. And they're like, we'd like to be a part of your life. <laughs> he's oh like, my God. no. Yeah, the vibes are really <laughs> bad. I'm getting, like, really bad vibes. Everyone feels them, too. I mean, he's just like, I know who you are. I drove by your house. I drove by your house. No, I don't need to know you. How old would Chick Cooper be? So Polly's, what, 17? Yeah. I, I'd say 20. Okay. 21. <laughs> so, like, he'll look like a teenager in the school, mm-hmm. but technically not be. Yeah. Maybe he didn't finish his high school, though, so, like, attend the school for a couple episodes. Yeah. That, Who knows? Yeah, there we go. They did that with Lois in Smallville. They were like, here's an excuse for you to be a high school student for a little bit. Was she not? She was, like, I think older, but... Mm, weird. Yeah. So, Betty comes by... Betty, like, can't stop thinking about him, I guess, that he's out there and, like, unsafe with his job. Yeah. And she comes back, which... Which, by the way, let's talk about what the job is. Is it being a webcam guy? We literally have no idea what it is he does. It, I just know that he said something about the camera being mm. people's fantasy, and it just made me want to, like, ugh. Like, <laughs> what do you do? Whatever you want me to? Or something oh, like that? Like, eh, no, it was like, fulfill people's fantasies. Oh. And I was just like, no. Ooh. Maybe he's just like a graphic artist, graphic designer. Right. He, he like, him actually 3D prints things. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's what he meant. I am hoping. No judgment, but also, like, the way he said it was like he maybe murders things on camera. <laughs> well, they, she finds like a man stabbing him in the arm just in the hallway. Was that the landlord? It's I. It might have been the guy at the front desk. I couldn't remember. But she pushes him off and just takes chick home. Just yeah, not a hospital. Not to a hospital. Takes him home. They dress his wounds as a family. Dress his wounds. It's slow motion. There's music. They tuck him into bed. He's like, thank you, Alice. And then that night, the Uh, scariest moment of the show is him (laughs) just standing in Betty's room watching her sleep. She's very uncomfortable in that sleep, by the way, tossing and turning. Yeah, but like also like her like arms are all spread out. Like it's not like she's just like under the covers. Very vulnerable. Yeah, I felt weird. It is actually one of the scariest moments in the show. He is much scarier than the Black Hood could have been if he were in that same position. Yeah, unless he is the Black Hood. He he would not feel out the costume. He's not definitely not. No. He's scary for his own reasons. Yeah. He's the chick. The chick. Murder chick. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a cool nickname. He's the chicklet. He's the chicklet. Yeah, Chick Cooper is definitely the scariest person in the world, possibly. <laughs> Good job, Hart Dunnan. Seriously, you're, like, terrifying. You will be typecast after this. Yeah. You're only going to play villains. Unless he's not a villain, he's just a troubled youth. Do you think that, though? Not really. I don't know. Well, the way that they framed it when, at the end, Jughead's voiceover was like, Betty did not know what darkness she had let into her house. With Chick, like, standing over her bed like a fucking crazy person. I think he's going to try to, like, exacerbate the dark Betty. Interesting, yeah. I think I had a theory about that. Oh, but I want to talk about the way this storyline specifically is written, which is Betty going back for him is 
seems really unmotivated. Where she just kind she's of... thinking about him. She's just tossing and turning at night, and she's like, I should go find my brother again. Do you think that maybe there was some sort of... I had this idea that perhaps there was some sort of plan in motion that maybe he faked that injury. I mean, I guess well, he it would have been if there was a more concrete reason for her going back there. But the fact that she just kind of shows up and he's getting stabbed, like, what, did he have a guy in the parking lot? Like, now, stab him now, she's coming. Maybe. I, that's kind of what I thought. I was like, maybe he is that manipulative. Maybe he's not really a webcam boy. Maybe that was just, like, a thing he said because he's, like, then I'll seem vulnerable. Maybe he's a drifter. Not a drifter. He could be a drifter, but a grifter? What is the word where they people steal your money? Con artist? No. It's, no, think, grifter is one, yes. Grifter. It's, it's like pickpockets are kind of like... Yeah. So he's, like, that, I think. Have we missed any other plot points? No, this actually wasn't a very dense episode. There's, like, little things we can talk about, like, whatever... Uh, so Mayor McCoy is like in on whatever the lodges are doing. Yeah, you would think that she'd be so busy having sex with Sheriff Keller, but I guess that doesn't take up all of her day. Speaking of Kellers, I think Kevin's only scene in this episode is when the oh serpents God. are like in the uh, are in the break room, and Veronica's just like, "Oh, and uh, that's Kevin. Say hi, Kevin." Yeah, and then Fangs yeah. introduces himself. And he's like, what's your name? And he's like, they call me Fangs. And everyone just is like, mm, not a good name. <laughs> what was the other? Oh, also Josie introduces herself to everyone. He's like, I'm Josie of the Pussycats. Okay, not anymore the Pussycats. I'm actually really sad about that. And just kind of like looks down. So are we not doing Josie and the Pussycats anymore? I think they broke up in Tales from the Dark Side. Right, but like are that, is that... They're like still broken up. I guess that's the only breakup that actually stood. That actually stood in the show. Are we going to not see Josie at that recording thing, the recording contract thing? Are we gonna see Cheryl do her weird stalking of Josie again? I hope so. Well, I hope she eventually changes over and becomes a Tony lover instead. Tony was great this episode. Tony is great. I, I really... Tony was in this episode just like, why, no, just Jughead, let us go to the school, please. I need this. I take back every bad thing I said about Tony. Well, I still think it was shady what she was doing with Jughead behind Betty's back. That was shady. Yeah. But also Tony's the best. Bummer that it didn't stick in any way. What, the breakup? <laughs> no, like Tony and uh, Jughead like didn't become anything. It wasn't worth it even in a little bit. Well, that was the thing that was confusing about it. It's like, why bother hooking up with Jughead and seemingly pursuing Jughead in like every real capacity and then just be like, actually, nah. Mm. It's, just, it's just the show. It gets to these moments and then it doesn't actually want to pursue them. And I like the show, but it, it, it keeps doing... This episode is another, like... It's resetting as far back to season one as it potentially can. Or she even picks up the guitar, and it's like, I thought it was time to bring it back out again. Yeah, but not really, though. Yeah, then the FBI agent shows it's up. It's actually, And he's yeah. like, hold on, I'm gonna stop you right there. I think that the most promising thing about this episode was Archie's statement about the black hood. So maybe we should talk that, about that. Oh, yeah. The episode does end with Archie going up to Agent Adams and just be like, do you think we got him? Because I don't think... I think the real black hood's still out there. And I'm like, yes. So th- so you think that's true? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if they say it, then yes, which is good. Yeah. Potentially do it better. But it also means 
where's the real Black Hood and why is he laying low now? Did he get cold feet about the murder? Well, I kind of think that that was his plan all along. So here's my Black Hood theory. We're going to move right into move rumor mill. Okay, let's do it. Um, my Black Hood theory is that he wanted to end the murder spree, which was not really a murder spree. He doesn't even count as a serial killer. He only killed two people. Yeah, I think it's three. You have to yeah. kill at least three. Well, did he kill... Th- mm, tech- no, he did not. Unless... He's a serial gunner? It's not a thing. No? Um, did he kill three? Yeah, so he did not. So... He went on a shooting spree. He went on a shooting spree. It was definitely bad. We are not condoning it. But I think that he wanted to send a message, and the message was what it was. He got back at Svensson. Let's say that the Riverdale Reaper was somehow, like, connected to it. Mm-hmm. He got back at Svensson by having Svensson killed for something he was innocent of. So that's, like, eye for an eye. Yeah, they gotta stop shooting everyone and letting their people, their killers die. I know. It would be easier just to, yeah. But anyway, so Svensson was the final piece of the Black Hood's, like, game. So I think that he's laying low because I think he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. But I think that means when the reveal happens, it's going to be even more surprising because no one is going to be actively, like, looking for the Black Hood. People are going to be like, I like, we got him, Archie. You have a conspiracy theory. This is silly, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, that doesn't sound very exciting to me, though. No, I think it actually is going to be really exciting because imagine other drama happening and then suddenly Archie's alone with, like, Hal Cooper, your favorite suspect. And you mean the actual guy. Right, the guy who it is, sure. 100%. Like, let's say all that happens and then suddenly something clicks I think that could be a fun moment. Yeah. As long as he's, like, actually in danger at some point, though. Right. Well, I that. think that the second he realizes who the Black Hood is, how could you not be in danger? Because you know Archie's not going to play it cool. Yeah, well, Archie isn't cool. That's not, like, his thing. No, Archie is not cool. Okay, so if we're in rumor mill, any other theories? Well, you kind of touched upon that the... The, the FBI, FBI agent or... might not exist... Uh, every scene he has with Archie is just them. And Archie doesn't really feel comfortable mentioning him to other people, which might be a subconscious thing or not. But he also might be secretly Archie's real dad, because he looks just like Archie <laughs> and is from Riverdale. And he's like, been a long time. And like, maybe that's why he's like going up to Archie specifically and faking being an FBI agent. This guy's less convincing as an FBI agent than the boys from Supernatural. Question. Yes. Do you remember when Archie had a fake ID? Yeah. Did it say Archie Andrews? No. It said, like, a guy's name, right? What yeah, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, Adams, right? No. It was some contemporary uh, character of Archie's. Okay. Because I was going to say, wouldn't it be funny if that was, like, an Easter egg, like, a clue, like, he had a fake ID or whatever? And That's of his secret father's last name? Not of his secret father, of the fake FBI agent, so it's, like, subconsciously made it up. Yeah, it wasn't Adams. I know that for sure. Yeah, that would have been a cool thing. But also, this guy might be the secret Black Hood because he's from Riverdale. We haven't seen him before. And that way, if he's a murderer, then we don't ruin any of our core cast. True. Though I I hope that we at least get a deep connection to, like, the core cast. Like, Svensson was... Yeah, if Svensson was introduced, like, in season one... I wouldn't have hated that, and if he was really the Black Hood, which it seems like he's not, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have hated it, but what if... Yeah. Yeah. If they want the reveal to work, then it has to be someone who was in the room when Betty gave her speech. Someone we knew was in the room. 
Betty gave her speech. So, like, a character who already existed in season one needs to be the real Black Hood. Yeah. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. She's just holding Stella and pointing Stella at me. So cute. So cute. <laughs> okay, um, let's go to some superlatives. Yeah, uh, prom queen. Prom queen, Tony Topaz. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, prom king. Not Jughead. You know, Sweet Pea. He took it like a champ. He yeah. put on a turtleneck to cover up his tattoo. Yeah, he was very chill. He just wants uh, clean bathrooms I'm for with it. doors. Yeah. Chaperone. Oh, God, no one was doing so good this round. Alice? I guess. Like, she also yeah, wanted to track down chick? Although, her own reporter skills should have kicked in as soon as they walked in that room. It was like, we can't have this boy anywhere near us. No, no. But, you know, it is her son, so emotional. What about Fred? Yeah, Fred's always great. Yeah, He's Fred's very good. trustworthy. He is. Although, if Fred had found out that there was an FBI agent meeting with his son, he probably would be... Oh, FP was, like, kind of a good father, too. He yeah. was just like, take off the jacket, kid. It wasn't a bad time. I think FP actually could get it this time. Yeah. Yeah, you know that I think FP is not a great dad, yeah. but but well, I still think. Who are we uh, Who are we throwing under the bus this episode? Oh, so it's many people. Jughead. Jug- Jughead is a, yes. Jughead J- was being problematic for problematic's sake. Yes, and then maybe Chick Cooper because he seems crazy, but. Oh, yeah. But he hasn't really given us a reason to. I'm sure next week we'll throw him under the bus. <laughs> but we'll see. Also, uh, we should probably announce the new section of uh, Tony X Cheryl Watch. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. So. They met today. They met. Well, actually, they've met before. Oh. She called her. Um, Chachi or whatever at oh, the yeah. race. Um, it's just, it's a budding romance, and you guys are blind if you can't see it. Today she called her, not today, this episode, no, she called Veronica Ava Perone or whatever, but I don't think that she called Tony anything. Maybe maybe a skank. <laughs> but they were in a but scene together. <laughs> they were in a scene together, and obviously they're in love. Now they've seen each other. So... They've actively, they go to the same school now, which means we're just minutes away from the altar. That is how it works in these shows. It is. I'm excited. So, yeah. Are those all of our superlatives? I think we really went fast through this one. We did. Um, so, should we get into the, what are you excited about this week? Yeah. Um, but you can go first. Okay. I had... An idea for this. Oh, I got a Vitamix. So, <laughs> so I know that we usually keep this to pop culture stuff, but let me talk to you guys about my Vitamix, okay? It blends. It chops. I really just use it for smoothies, but honestly, guys, it's great. That's all. Uh, did you see the trailer for the new Heathers TV Yes, show? I love Heathers. Yes, yes, of course. I'm like... How do you feel about it? Are you excited? I am of many minds. Cause like, I am also of many minds. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing, but I'm also like, this is... It's like all of the things. It is all the things. So, yeah. can I tell you my feelings about it? Sure. I am excited because Heathers is my all-time favorite movie. I am obsessed with Heathers. It is my Twitter background. Really into it. Um... And I think that the TV show looks like it has a really good tone. My one thing, which I don't know is actually going to be an issue, or is it just 
I've only seen the trailer, so I don't really know. Um, I am a little, not concerned, but I'm more like questioning. So if you guys saw the original movie, it's like the three popular girls are the blonde. It's like the blonde uh, cheerleader types. Um, and then Shannon Doherty, who is a brunette cheerleader type. And they rule the school with an iron fist, like mean girl style, blah, blah, blah. Here, it's, um, like, a plus-size, like, kind of, like, Instagram-famous girl, um, mm-hmm. someone who, according to, like, all the information I'm reading, identifies as genderqueer, um, and I think was born, like, Heath Duke, not Heather Duke, mm. and then um, a person of color with, like, the best haircut that I've ever seen in my life. Yes. So... They're supposed to be, like, the cool, popular girls, and the idea is kind of, like, 21 Jump Street, I guess. Like, oh, they're going to... They are now the cool ones, and, like, the yeah. the quote-unquote, like, traditionally pretty... It's, and like, tradi- a super progressive school, if so. Right. And that's a thing that I think... I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing right now, because I haven't seen it yet, and it could actually end up being, like, really smart and very well done. But I do kind of worry that by saying... Oh, it's 2018. Now these are the popular kids. They are kind of like erasing some like very real issues that the these kind of people like maybe face in high school mm-hmm. that we haven't really like moved past. Like I truly like I went to like a fairly progressive high school, at least from what I remember. Probably wouldn't think my experience is progressive if I like looked back now, but um it, but I still think that people in high school try really hard to like fit in and I don't necessarily think that kids are as accepting of what seems even slightly different as the trailer made them seem but at the same time I thought 21 Drum Street did a really good job at at kind of flipping sort of these stereotypes on its head so maybe this is just kind of like a more heightened version of that so I'm my argument is similar, but also different. Uh, I wonder if turning three pretty blonde girls into um, this more diverse cast kind of misses the point of the movie, the original movie, killing those girls uh, with someone who is more average looking. I mean, like, they shouldn't be your view of popularity because well, they're monsters. And this, it's a girl who looks like she'd be the pretty blonde girl killing off these more diverse characters who have very real issues in the very real world. Well, so that was what... I recently read an Entertainment Weekly interview with the executive producer, and I thought that he... I think it was he. I think he said something really interesting that... I think that was a question that that the reporter had, basically. Like, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And he, he said something that I thought was interesting was... For him, and I think that really when you look at the whole context of the film, that the Heathers aren't actually really the villains of the movie. Like, they're not good people, really. Like, they're kind of shitty. But it's really J.D., who Christian Slater plays in the movie, who is who is the villain. Mm-hmm. And who was revealed as the villain in the end. And kind of the ending of Heathers, and it's actually more obvious in the musical, but the ending of Heathers, basically the theme is kind of like, high school sucks... People are shitty sometimes. You just kind of have to, like, do you and, like, not care what other people think. And that's sort of, like, the the overall message. Like, you can't get so wrapped up in 
in this kind of like high school bullshit because it's just going to ruin your life. And if you can kind of move past it, you know, like, I think that's kind of the general theme. It's sort of buried under there. Like, like, do you follow your own path? Don't get caught up in it and you'll be okay. Hmm. So, but JD is definitely the villain. So he seems like pretty much exactly the same as the movie right now. if yeah. not like worse. So maybe this issue is not really going to be an issue. It's just kind of a way to make it more, you know, because we don't want to see another Mean Girls. You know what I mean? I mean, we right. do, but, like, not, you know. But I do like that it's that it's something I haven't seen before. Yes, and I'm, I'm excited for it. And um, I'm excited to see what Paramount Network is actually going to offer. You know what Paramount Network is? Where channel Spike. is? Yeah, it's yeah, Spike. It was Spike. That's so crazy. I know. Spike never would have aired that show. No. Women on Spike? No, God forbid. The oh. Home of the Man show. I know. Oh, my God. Hilarious. And the Video Game Awards. Oh, I went to those, actually. Did you really? I didn't go to... I went to the red carpet of it. It was cool. There was a gigantic Razor Man... The Gillette Razor. Oh, sure. Advertising. It was actually incredibly unsettling, but it was fun. Um, I've also started watching uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Isn't it good? Yeah, I'm like three episodes in. It's so delightful. It's like a warm she, hug. Like, my only problem is, like, in the first episode, they're like, he's, Joel is, uh, is like, breaking up with her. I know. And, and I'm like... Why? Good. Good. Well, you know what's Mitch, funny? why are you cared? This guy sucks. That's so funny that you say that. Why do you put all this work into your marriage to him? He, to me, I don't know if it's because I've seen more of it, but I was really surprised that he was cheating on her mm-hmm. in the first episode, like, and had been for a while. I thought that was, like, unbelievably shocking. Yeah. I understood. I didn't really understand why he was, he, like, left so quickly, but, like, honestly, who, like... When he's not, like, the focus of her life, it makes the show better, so I don't really care, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's like, why? Like, why do you care so much? Like, it was just weird. And I started watching... Uh, Big Little Lies. Oh, do you love it? Uh, one episode in. Do you love it? I, I love the one episode in. Cool. Cool, I'm excited. I'm enjoying it. It's really... It's great. Highly recommend. All of those, I highly recommend. Great. So, yeah, so... Like, like uh, won all those awards. So, yeah. What's happening next week on Riverdale? Next week on Riverdale, um, don't remember what the trailer said <laughs> at all. Do you? I think I remember at one point Hiram... Uh, oh, they're wrestling. Archie. Oh, it's the wrestling episode. It's the wrestling right. episode, because it's always appropriate. Oh, that's going to be very homoerotic. Sure, yes, okay. Um, there was, like, an article on a website... Where it was Go like, on. it was like, <laughs> Hiram and Archie fight over Veronica. And I was like, mm, that's a weird way to phrase <laughs> that. It's her dad. <laughs> it's her dad. So anyway, is that it for our show? I think that's it for our show this week. Oh my God. Gaius, thank you for sticking with us. Um, have a blessed day. <laughs> <laughs> over and out, River Vixens.